Hey, welcome back to the Common Ground North Dakota podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Jen. I've been a chef for 10 years. And I'm a registered dietitian. We've all heard the saying, farm to table. But what if the conversation was table to farm? Join Jen and I as we sit down with ag experts to dig in and find out more about North Dakota agriculture. All right. Welcome back to Common Ground North Dakota podcast. I'm I, Heather. I'm Jen. And we're here for another episode. Yes. So what's been going on, Heather, since our last podcast? Just living it up. I know, right? How about th- you? Yeah, my kids are getting spring fever a little bit, but... Can't blame them. I, I know. I know. And Evelyn is planning her birthday party. Ooh. This is a year-long thing, Heather. I don't know, like, you know, your kids are younger, too, and this right. is like the highlight of their year. She She's going to be 10. Okay, big birthday. Yep. So she plans it all year and she changes themes as we go along. So now she goes, Mom, I have the best theme for my 10th birthday. I'm like, what? She goes, decades, because I'm going to be a decade old. Oh, I like it. I'm like, well, that's awesome. I'm like, well, what decade are you going (laughs) to? Right, right. She goes, well, when were you like born? I'm like, well, in the 80s. She right? do an 80s party, like roller rink or? I don't think she knows like about the 80s. She kn- more like has heard about the 90s because some of that stuff is coming back, right? right? So we may have a 90s, a 90s theme. party. Wouldn't Fun. that be awesome? Yeah, I like I'm that. totally into it. I hope she doesn't change her mind. No, you got to like get the invites ready. Yeah. So that that's what the theme is. Yeah, I know. Cool, oh, fun. huh? Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> okay, so wondering, are you a bread baker? <laughs> are you I'm a more of a cook you a than bread, a baker? Are you a bread eater? Yes, okay. definitely, okay. definitely. Okay. And I like the the solid bread. Yes, and like fun bread. I yeah. don't know if yeah. that makes sense. No, I know but what like, you mean. You Just know, not like the regular fancy, fancy bread, fancy <laughs> bread. I love bread, and I like with anything. Ingredients are important, but yes. I feel like with bread even more so because there's such limited ingredients in bread. Absolutely you know, like flour, salt, and water. Yep. So I'm really excited about today's guest. Me too. Me too. Because she's growing some amazing wheat varieties and all different kinds of things. And I can't wait to talk to her. Me too. Yeah? Should we introduce her? Yes, I think so. All right. We have Deanna here from Guardian Grains. Welcome. Welcome, Deanna. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So today we're going to kind of talk about what you have going on with Guardian Grains. So where is Guardian Grains? Yeah, where are you located? Well, we farm south of Minot. Okay. Um, about 15 miles in in between Minot and Max. Okay. So that's where our farm is located. We okay. farm 2,000 acres in about a two-mile radius. Oh, wow. So that's where our farm is. Okay. And that's where Guardian Grains starts, right? Okay, yeah. Is on the farm. Yes. But, um, our production facility is in Tuttle, North okay. Dakota, which is 110 miles Oh, to the south and east of me. So that's wow. a trek. It is, but thankfully I have two teammates there that run the show Monday through Friday, and all I basically have to do is deliver the grain. Okay, oh, that's awesome. So it makes it Easier. super great. Yeah, yeah. What got you into farming? Yeah. Well, my husband's a lifelong farmer. Okay. And I grew up in North Dakota, but not on a farm. So, um, um. Uh, when we got engaged in 2005, I moved to the farm and... You married in. I married in. Okay. <laughs> and did he always farm grains? He started with sheep 
And oh, his, you're kidding. Yep. And his, when he was like 14. Okay. And his dad had livestock and grain okay. farms. So okay. there was some of both. Okay. And in, I think, 2000, he went straight grain farms. So okay. we eliminated the livestock portion mm-hmm. of it, um, or he did then. And it's just a small grain farm. Okay. Oh, cool. What I'm amazed by is the different varieties. Like when I first found out about you, you were... I saw you were growing spelt and einkorn, which are some of my favorite wheat varieties that I've never seen anyone in North Dakota grow. What makes you guys grow such interesting wheat varieties? That started really because in 2020, I started selling a portion of the grains we grow direct to consumer. And I had customers asking for heritage grains Mm -hmm. and einkorn, emmer, spelt. These are heritage varieties or ancient grains, right? Um, And so I started growing them. I had to find the seed, and which was actually pretty challenging. I'm sure. Where did you end up finding it? It's so wild in a roundabout (laughs) way. But I actually found a farmer in North Dakota that was growing some of the grains. That I know it was. He was like he's like super off the grid. And um, so you knew they worked in North Dakota if he was growing them. Right. Yeah. I had no idea they were like around. Yeah. So it was really, it was really cool. And my husband's super supportive. Um, his biggest concern was find me the seed. Yep. And, um, and so I did. And we started off small and um, einkorn we grew and it was very difficult to process. Okay. So there, the it has outside? a hull. Okay. It has a hull. And so does spelt. Mm-hmm. Which would seem it would be as you know equally difficult to yeah. dehull, but in fact, einkorn's super um, really? difficult because it's such a soft grain. And um, um, and we had about I'm not I'm not at the point where we can continue to grow it because of the processing is oh, so wow. intense. Really, right? Huh. So I had to take a break from einkorn. Okay, um, but we are growing spelt and a French heritage variety, which is called Rouge de Bordeaux. That's oh, what? the one for bread. That mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. And when I feed my starter, my sourdough starter oh, with that flour, okay. it goes nuts. Like it gets so happy and it activated. Loves it. And that's how I judge flowers, right? Like if my starter reacts in a good way, then I know that the flour is good. And that Bordeaux variety is amazing oh, that makes me so happy that's awesome. yeah we love it too and that well that's why we can continue to grow it so okay. so we grow a spelt we grow a rouge de bardot we grow a turkey red winter wheat that's um kind of it came over from ukraine okay and my husband's heritage is from ukraine so oh that's we neat grow that just because i like I the like, name of it turkey yeah red, right and um, the other thing that I really love is Egyptian hullless barley. I call it naked barley because when we harvest it, it mm-hmm. is free threshing. So there's no dehulling involved oh. and it's one less processing step. So I'm not actually taking away any of the brand layer sure. or anything like that. And so, that's more fiber. Yep. For, so that yeah, would be what eating. I would want right, right? right, for patients and recommending for for folks that needed more fiber. And I feel like that's a common thing right in the united states a lot of us don't get enough fiber for fiber's our gut. a big buzzword right now oh yeah, yeah. and there's two different types right mm-hmm. there's and grains provide both of them it's the soluble fiber right for i say lowering cholesterol and then it's the insoluble good for your digestive right. tract right good for our so, gut yeah 
So you're saying the heritage grains you brought on because that's what consumers were asking for. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so the other grains that you're growing, where are you selling those to? Uh, we sell those to on the local commodity market. So, um, to the local elevator and, um, that's really what everyone is limited to is where you can sell it. Right. Okay. So even our French heritage wheat. Yeah. I sell it to the elevator. You do. Yeah, I do. Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, it, it meets all the specs. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I, we really like, like to have it in our farming system. So I can't move all of our bushels through guardian grains yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. So a lot of it goes to the elevator. Okay. But, and so you guys do regenerative farming. Mm-hmm. How is that different than conventional? Right. Boy, that's the, the talk about a buzzword, right? Yeah. Regenerative, regenerative is, is, is agriculture. A, yes. It's a buzzword. So how is it different? Well, to describe how it's different, you have to understand that before we transitioned into more regenerative practices, we were full on agronomy, all of the things. And we were no-till conventional, but all of the seed treatments, all the fertilizers, all the insecticides, all the fungicides, all the sprayer passes, whatever it took, we were pushing yield. And that was the goal, Mm -hmm. was more yield. Mm -hmm. Um, Because at the time, uh, we thought that good farming meant big bushels. Yep. So that was where we came from. Okay. And in 2013, we decided that we were going to try to get out from underneath the mountain of input costs. Okay. Okay. And to do that, my husband decided he would we would cut our fertilizer rates 20%. Okay. 20% a year for five years and be off fertilizer by 2019. That was the goal. Okay. And um, we were successful in doing that. And so for us, regenerative is a healing process and healing our soils first. And that starts for us with no-till, another um, that's minimizing disturbance, whether that's with no-till or chemical disturbance, as minimal as possible. Okay. We try to keep the soil covered. So lots of things growing all the time okay. Okay. to shade in between the rows and keep things cool and keep my microbial community in the soil happy. Okay. And um, we also focus on diversity, lots of different types of plants and rotation, different, okay. different grains. So oats, flax, peas, mustard. Oh, um, wow. And then all my heritage grains get, you know, mingled in there. And um, so, yeah, it's just a, it's just kind of a, evolution and a healing process of our farm really and you guys were just learning as you went along yeah so at the time when we were transitioning we didn't know there was a name for it okay so (laughs) it wasn't until about 2017 that we heard the word regenerative agriculture okay and there's some pretty loud voices in the regenerative agriculture circles so then we were like, "Hey, it has a name. Like we're we're doing this. Like mm-hmm. we're we're reducing inputs. We're we're yeah. trying to keep the soil covered. We're practicing diversity and cover cropping and mm-hmm. all of this." So then we started to listen to more podcasts and okay. listen to more webinars and really found that we weren't by ourselves mm-hmm. in doing what we were doing. So it's yeah, it's been kind of a. a, a Growing, right? Growing a big learning process. So, yeah. how many other agriculturalists are practicing regenerative agriculture? That's a good question. In 
do you have like contacts in North Dakota yeah, that you guys there stay are in a touch? few of us. Okay, and the, the group That's is cool. growing like an underground community mm-hmm. of yeah. uh, rogue farming. I think right? that. Okay. That's important to have other peers that you can bounce ideas off of. I find that that's always important. You learn best, right? Oh my gosh. Like through sure. uh, like experiences and that's, that's cool. Yeah, like to, to have, have your those own little connections and sure. like that niche. Yes. Right. Right. Well, and some of the like most prominent soil scientists are women. Oh, so, that's cool. Too. I know. Right. <laughs> so they're helping guide us through our transition to what we didn't realize at the time was regenerative agriculture, which is more just a natural approach okay. to farming. Um, and that's what we're trying to do. That's so neat. It is. And so what's your role on the farm? What's your day-to-day look like? Mm. Um, so day-to-day. Uh, well, I run equipment. I'm in a tractor in the spring, which usually I'm pulling a land roller for yellow peas. Okay. But last year, my husband got me my own drill so what i is, can tell it what I is know, that right? is that like attached to no, the yeah, planter yeah it, it okay plant, i actually get to seed my own crop uh-huh. oh i know that's right. fun. so my husband runs a very big air seeder it's uh-huh. like a 60 foot monster yeah that nobody else would want to watch yeah or, yeah it's just too big <laughs> or what okay so my husband runs an air seeder that's 60 feet and it's just huge it's a lot to manage and yeah it was just too much. So for 17 years, he's done all of the seeding of the entire crop. And last year, he got me a 1984 um, Hay Buster 1000. Ooh, it's a double disc. Hay Buster 1000. No, 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 I know. It's also, I, know. I love not, the name of it. There's not everybody would be super excited about that. But it changed things for me um, because for the first time in 17 years, I actually got to participate in putting the seed in the ground. Oh, that's cool. So you have more manageable, right? It was. Yeah, I I made a lot of mistakes. Well, you know, you fail forward fast. That's what I always (laughs) learned. Like you just okay. This is what not to do. Now I know going forward. And I think (laughs) my husband was really glad that I didn't end up seeding the entire crop because it would have. Well, you know, I had some skips and some things that I learned. And this year, it'll just go that much more smoothly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it was really. So now I am actually getting to seed some of the ancient grains. So I seed the. Egyptian Hollis barley okay. and the spelt. And I'm going to help with some of the Rouge de Bardot this year. Wow. And so the, like I was saying, the Rouge de Bardot, that's a hard red mm-hmm. spring wheat variety. And okay. actually it's a, it's a facultative wheat. So you can either plant it in the fall or really? in the spring. Right? Oh, For time a- out. You'd plant it in the fall. Okay. And- okay. So like, like winter like wheat, winter wheat. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah okay. You can plant it in the fall. And this variety, you can plant either or. Oh, so so have be, you done both? We've done both. Okay. And on our farm, it works better in the spring okay. for okay. us. And so um, we are transitioning more of our wheat acres to Rouge de Bordeaux because, A, I can sell the extra uh-huh. at the local elevator. Yep. Right? Yep. And the soil health benefits from these ancient grains are really great. Um, so they have a broader root mass which is okay. awesome for our soil structure okay. and water infiltration. And um, they canopy better. Okay. So it covers up in between the row. I oh, have led, so like less weed pressure. Yeah. Oh. It minimizes the sprayer passes. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And so um, we are transitioning more of those acres, more of our regular mm. spring wheat acres to heritage grain because also 
they're well suited for our system because right. we don't put any fertilizer down. Yeah. Right. And they weren't developed with any sort of fertilizer. So they work really great in our system. Well, and it gets neat. about four feet tall. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's huge. Four feet. Yeah. Wow. That's big. Because usually I think of wheat as like, yeah, you know, it, it looks taller, <clears throat> but then you get out there and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like knee high. Yeah. It's, it's bred Little. to be that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Because of all of the nitrogen inputs that we're pushing to the crop, they need to ha- be shorter so mm-hmm. they don't lay down and lay flat. Yep. And go lodging on you. So, wow, they are bred to be shorter. Okay, than what I'm growing. Wow. So, like, would that be like double the size yeah. then? Like armpit height. Wow. For you, you'd be like Hello. looking over it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Running through the wheat fields. Right. Yeah, I have a good visual, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd blend in with my right. brown hair. It was. It was <laughs> so you're doing it all on the farm. You're planting. Are I, you helping with harvesting as well? Yep. I run my own combine. Nice. Yes. It's awesome. Because that's the end of it, right? Yeah. You're, you've got cycle. see everything throughout the year and bring it in and put it in the bin. Or So it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, I run a tractor in the spring okay. and then I watch the fields the rest of the summer. Nice. So I Do you just go out. visit them every day? Yeah. You know, doing? just out and about. Right? <laughs> so observe. You, you plant. Mm-hmm. Do you have to do any like maintenance throughout the year like during their growing season i well we used to okay right yeah so now we Mm -hmm. are limited Mm -hmm. to there may be a sprayer pass okay uh, a herbicide pass early in the season yep um at like three leaf stage when it's okay yep yeah yeah but other than that three leaf stage we just i'm trying to just Keep all this like terminology. when they have three leaves, three okay. to four leaves and uh, tillering. So there's lots of like little side shoots, but okay. no no grain development okay. at that point, right? It's just leaf mass. Yeah. So we basically just observe for the entire summer and cool watch and, watch and hope for girl. perfect weather. We don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know better. Yeah. We've been We've in the, that. the last two years for us have been a really hard drought. So okay. Um. Last year was better than the year before, and yep. this year we're going in with quite a bit more moisture. Mm-hmm. We'll yep. get started a little bit later, but we have a good start with moisture. That's so, great. Yeah. And you were saying that your farmland, you have the rolling hills. Does that make it harder for you to plant and harvest? Um, we just slow down. Okay. It slows you down. We're not mm-hmm. we're not going in road gear to seed and combine, right? <laughs> it's we're slowed down pretty to a you know manageable speed. Like how fast are you going? Um, when I'm planting only about four and a half miles an oh, hour. Wow. Okay. And when I'm combining, um, we go about three and a half to four, which is fast for us in hills. Mm-hmm. But we have um stripper heads, which you might not be familiar with. No. They only strip the kernels out of the wheat oh. or the small grain. You yeah. can do oats and barley and all of that. So it just strips the kernels out. That's why it's called a stripper head. And it leaves all of the straw standing. Okay. Oh, so yeah. We have, our fields are, you know, four foot yeah. tall stubble. Yep. And that's what we seed into. And that's what catches all the snow, which will oh, help wow. us with moisture for the spring. Okay. That's so an yeah. interesting yes. cycle. But it makes sense uh-huh. when you think about it. So because we're cutting so high, we can go a little faster because I'm not trying to respond to the rolling hills because mm-hmm. sure. my header is far enough off the ground. Wow. It's pretty awesome. I've got the best office in the fall for sure. Yeah. yeah. That seems cool. It is. 
So tell us a little bit about <clears throat> your shop. Do you have a shop to I don't sell have, your grains? I have an online shop. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? Then? Yeah. Who's, who's and, buying from you? Like, who are yeah, your consumers? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's who's buying is direct to consumer. Okay. Which is, um, it's been an evolution, right? So it started out, um, I saw an ad on a okay. local marketplace online yeah. for a man in... Henmare, kind of up west uh, side of the state. Yeah. He was looking for desiccant free wheat berries. Desiccant free. Okay, first wheat of all, berries. what is desiccant free? Desiccant yeah. free means it hasn't been sprayed prior to harvest, like okay. to dry it down. Okay. Okay. And, but I saw that, I knew what he meant, mm-hmm. but he called it a wheat berry and I was not familiar with that at all. And I was like, what the heck is a what wheat is berry? And I realized it's just the seed. Yeah. Right? Sure. It's just the kernel of wheat. And, I had no idea up until that point that people didn't have access to whole grain uh, Mm -hmm. because we deliver it all the time. So I just didn't occur to me that people would actually be looking for it directly. And so I called my husband and I was like, hey, can you bring me in two buckets of grain from the bin? And he was like, sure. Yes. And I was like, great. (laughs) And he brought it in and he's like, what are you doing with this? I was like, I'm selling it. He was like, to who? I was like, there's a guy looking for wheat berries. He's like, what the heck is a wheat berry? <laughs> I know. I was like, it's a thing. And he's like, yeah. what is he going to do with them? I said, he mills them into his own flour at home. He's like, that's a thing? I'm like, it's a thing. That's it's a, a thing. Right. I had no idea mm-hmm. that there was this whole world of home flour millers yep. that were milling their own. I mean, and that's how far removed we were as farmers from what we were producing. Sure. Yeah. Like up until that point, we weren't putting what we were growing on our plates. That seems crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. But up until that point, that was a turning point for me because up until that point, we were just growing commodities. Yep. Okay. We weren't, I didn't consider the fact that we were growing food, which I know sounds crazy, but. So that was like the it was start. A, it was of the like start. the idea behind your business. And yes. you just brought them two buckets of. Okay. So I was like, okay. So, <laughs> and so I said, what, what can I get for these? And Kelly was like, that's my husband. Mm-hmm. He was like, that's one bushel of grain. I was like, okay, what can I get for these? Yeah. And he was like, that's $5 and 40 cents at the elevator. And I was like, well, I can't sell it for that. The bucket cost me 10. Right, right, like, right. <laughs> you have it in a food grade bucket. It's like, you know, yeah. the buckets are $10. He's yep. like. That's what it's worth. And I'm like, oh no. (laughs) And um, and I said, well, he said he'd pay me $25. He said, for two buckets? I said, no, each. And he was like, What? That's a profit. (laughs) Wow. There's people like that. I'm like, I don't know. So my he is my original uh his name is Rick, and he wouldn't mind me mentioning his name. He's my original buyer, and he's really the person that lit the fire to be like, oh my gosh, people need access. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and how long ago was that? That was in 2020. 2020. Okay. Oh. And yeah. so it started with two buckets. And it, because I didn't want to just give him a white a white bucket full of wheat, I wanted him to know to come back to me. Yeah. Sure. So I was like, I need something on this bucket. So I designed the logo, which before I didn't have the name Guardian Grains, but I designed yeah. the logo with our state and cool. and which we have some of your packaging here. You did a good job on the fly. Yeah. I love it's it. It's awesome. North Dakota. With some roots and a heart yes. and the wheat. The roots so are the indicator of like, right, farming in our roots and regenerative agriculture is all about keeping a living root in the ground. And well, the heart is obviously that's 
right? Our hearts in the farm. Right. And the wheat, I wanted everyone to know that we are a gluten-full facility. Okay. Right? So. No gluten-free, you're gluten-full. Yep. Everything's yep. commingled. So we yep. grow oats, but mm-hmm. they're not gluten-free because right, right. they get harvested with the same equipment. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's an amazing story. Yes. Just to like one person. Right. I know. No, that's what's really important about it. And what I've been reflecting on this last while is that one person can make a difference. Mm -hmm. One person changed the trajectory of what I'm doing to make a difference from our farm. Yes. So up until that point, we had gotten to experience the regeneration of our farm because we had been into it since 2013 and now it's 2020 and we're completely fertilizer free, insecticide free, fungicide free, seed treatment free. Um, And we had gotten to experience that. Mm -hmm. But for the regeneration of our farm to have a real lasting impact, it needs to go out into the community. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is through food. Yes. And so one person changed it for me. Wow. Well, and you being able to see that opportunity right. and then act on it. Yep. I just had no idea. I, I just, you know, you get to the point where if you see there's a problem, you mm-hmm. just want to fix it. Yes, absolutely. And that's that's what started it. So you shipped to Kenmere the first time. He came huh. to pick it up. Oh, my the, gosh. We met in the Menards parking that's lot. That's awesome. In Miami. I love it. I love that's it. That's so North Dakota. It I is. Love just that. So hey, you know, do you know, you know, you get the directions, like, yeah. turn by the windmill right. in the but red he, barn. He did. Come, he did come last harvest to pick yeah. up, refill his buckets because nice. right, we like to recycle yes. them. Yes. Yeah. So he brings me his buckets. I fill them up, and and oh, he takes them back. So and then, cool. so he did that for harvest, and he got to ride with me in the combine oh, while we awesome. combine the oh crop. And then he was um, just to our farm the other day on Earth Day to pick up more wheat and oh. flake barley and pasta. Love and, it. So yeah, it's, and I tell him every time I see him what a. What a big deal he is. Yes. And he, he does it. He just shakes it off. He's Aww. like, oh, but really? Yeah, he is. He I is had a no big deal. idea. I'd love no to idea. know what he's making. Can we hang out in his kitchen? I know. Yeah, right. Yeah. His wife is pretty great. That's mm. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great. So but, how far do you ship your products? Do you ship all over the world? Do you nope. ship in the country? Just all just over the, the U.S. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some into Canada, but okay, that's kind of. Hit and miss. So, okay. And it gets very expensive to ship to Canada. I'm sure. So, well, shipping's expensive everywhere. Right. right. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so we ship it all over the U.S. And um, <clears throat> I really want it to be local, right? Everyone needs to be eating more local yes. foods. Yeah. Yep. Right? So I would really like it to be more local. But right okay. now, okay. I ship it everywhere. Okay. You ship it. And so is it in, can you buy it anywhere or just online? Okay, some there's there are some places you can buy it. Okay, um, so in Bismarck, we're in Terry's Health Food Store. Okay, and in Fargo, mm-hmm. we are in Swanson's. Okay, Health Food. Okay, and then also at the New Luna Market in Fargo. Oh, you are cool. okay in Bruhalla. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Well, our pasta is available. There. Okay. Okay. Right. The flour is a little bit different because um, of the way we mill it. So okay. we use a stone mill, which means we don't extract any of the nutrition. So you're That's getting good. all the yep. bran, all the germ together. And so we mill it to order. So okay. I don't have flour like laying around. Right, right. We mill you, it fresh. You mill it fresh. All right. right. Yep. The, because the fresher you can get mm-hmm. it, the better it is nutritionally. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is why these people are milling at yes. home. Yes. And just so you know, after I discovered this whole underground world of home flour milling, 
You know, what's really crazy is my mother-in-law a couple of years before that had said, I got this KitchenAid attachment for a flour mill. And I'm thinking to myself, my kids are like two and three or two and four. And I'm like, I don't have time to, who has time to mill flour? Like for real. And I was kind of like miffed a little bit. But after I discovered this whole thing, I called her and I was like, hey, you know, you said you got that um, flower milk. Can I borrow that? And she was like, yeah. You know, she got it out for me. She had never tried it. What? How does that work? Does it work well? No, it's not awesome. Yeah. But there are some nice countertop models for Million Flower. Mine at home is that are really quiet and just not and cumbersome. Nice looking. Mm-hmm, they're Very cute. Nice looking. Sweet. So it only add takes, it to my Christmas list. Yep. It only takes, Zach is listening. It only takes up as much space on your counter as a Keurig machine. Oh, they're small. perfect. And in the time it takes you to walk to your pantry to grab a bag of Frankenflower, yeah. you can mill your own fresh. I mean, every, yeah, it, it's so quick. Is it kind of like a coffee grinder? It's like a little larger bit. scale, larger right? and then, but yeah, you but just, just pour take, it in. Yeah, and you're like, comes. <laughs> you just hit the button and. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. A couple of my friends have them. So I'll go over and I'll be like, can I, can I mill this? And then you can have some. <laughs> <of the flour." laughs> I want to get my own. I mean, I've told my it's husband, awesome. I'm like, I'm turning this whole kitchen into a bakery. Like he's, he oh, knows so it's, awesome. it's going to happen. It's I love it. Yeah. Right. I love it. No. And that, and so it started off with whole grain and when, okay. um, Let's see. It would have been twenty in twenty um, October of twenty one. Okay, I said to my husband, I was like, I think we need more um, like food ready. Yeah, and he was like, What does that mean? I'm like, well, What are two things that everyone has in their pantry? Pasta. And he said, I'm not sure. You know, right? <laughs> he, he's my breakfast maker, right? <laughs> so, um, and I said, Everyone has flour, and mm-hmm. everyone has pasta, mm-hmm. right? So let's bring them Guardian Grains flour and pasta. Yeah, and. I had no idea when I had the idea of how many hurdles there were going to be in 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 that idea. So I it would, had never occurred to me to actually have my own like large scale flour mill um, or to produce my own pasta. That was not the plan. Yeah. I thought I could go to um, a specialty mill, yeah, bring yeah. the grain there, and right. they would mill it, and yeah. then I could package it. Right? I thought it was going to be like that easy, but it turns out it isn't that easy okay. um, because to do a a milling operation like that, the minimum is like 20,000 pounds of flour. And oh, who wow. wants 20,000 pounds of flour to that like try like to pedal a bag at a time? And yeah. by the time I got it sold, it would have been, yeah, you not know, as fresh not as, you as, want as fresh no, as right. you want it. Yep, yep. And it lasts a long time, but the fresher, the better. Yeah. And so uh, as I started researching it, I really went down the rabbit hole of what has happened to flour in the last since the roller mill came into existence and um, how the refining happens uh-huh. and how there is no nutrition left. Yeah. And maybe that's part of the problem that we're having in reaction to some of the intolerances, right? Yeah. Besides the farming practices being an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Because they are. Um, the processing mm-hmm. and the over-processing of the foods that are available on the store shelves are really a problem we're getting away from like eating closer to the earth it seems like and and even i'm glad you explain like about how you're growing products and like the the ingredients that go in the time that goes in because a lot of folks don't understand where their food comes from anymore because there's less and less people i think living on the farms or growing their own products i remember growing up gardening a lot 
with my family. And now I really enjoy that, but I understand that my, my family raised livestock. We processed our own, um, we canned, right? And then I remember actually my dad. So funny story, you're talking about like milling their own flour. I remember my dad farmed land for somebody that lived on a remote island in Alaska. Yes. And we would ship the grain to them and they would mill their own flour. And so I knew about that, like back in the 80s and 90s, we were doing that, which was kind of unusual. I thought I'm like, who else is shipping like Mm -hmm. big bags of grain? But yeah, so it was happening. Your dad was a pioneer. I guess. (laughs) Right. I mean, who knew? Right. No kidding. Right. Like that's. It's impressive. But it is like when I'm teaching nutrition, I think it is important to understand, you know, why is it important to have whole grains and what are those whole grains and how do you use them? Mm -hmm. That's another problem that I'm seeing is not everybody knows what to do with these products. Because some of them like einkorn, you can't just make a straight loaf of bread with einkorn (laughs) because you would have to be like one inch. And it's so sticky. Yeah. So you have to cut it with some different flour. But einkorn, it's... It's not gluten free, right? But the way our body digests it, people yeah. that are sensitive to gluten uh-huh. can eat einkorn mm-hmm. because of the way it's made up, right? And I have uh, customers that that's the whole reason mm-hmm. the heritage and ancient grains came into play. Mm-hmm. Do you grow ancient grains? Mm-hmm. No, what I didn't I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, but like I said, they, it just kind of took me down this rabbit hole of discovery. Yeah, and it I had. It was just awesome. So, and there are everything, those older wheats, because they have not been hybridized, mm-hmm. just are just different and yeah. our bodies react differently. But yeah. also I have customers that are gluten sensitive that can also enjoy uh, flour from mm-hmm. our modern spring wheat. Interesting. So I, That's it's a combination, combination mm-hmm. I think, of farming practices, right? That can be, that can play a part mm-hmm. um, or also just, because they're eating fresh, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Varieties, and processing, all it's the all different intact, things. Right? You're mm-hmm. getting all the digestibility mm-hmm. and the nutrition with it, which yeah. I think without it, it makes it yeah. pretty hard to digest. And I love the nutrition aspect. Yeah. But also there's this nuance of flavor in your flowers mm-hmm. where it's just, it's subtle, but it's there. It, it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I love the taste. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's pretty exciting that, our place can have a taste, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a terroir. And like they talk about it in wines and now they're relating it to all the foods, foods. Yep. and where it's grown. And um, I think that's just part of our farm and it has a it has a certain taste. And I think it's so cool you're doing it in North Dakota. Me too. Yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. So, <laughs> so I think. Is it halftime? I think so. Okay. I think we got to bust out the. Whew. All right, here we go. We're bringing it into view here. Heather has won the last few. We're just going to say. Oh, there we go. All right, Heather. Do you have some your board. questions for us? Sure, I have some questions. Okay. I have all the questions. So what's going to happen <laughs> is you'll ask us a question, and Heather and I will both write down what our answer is, and the closest person to the right answer will get a point, and we'll ask three questions. And then whoever gets the most right gets the corn trophy for the the next few months yeah few, however few until weeks. the next episode <laughs> nice yes so very great okay my first question okay is 
What is North Dakota's state soil? What? State soil. It has a name? It has a name. Did we say it today? Nope. Oh, oh. great. So you're just gonna I mean, have to... I know the state bird. Um, and did you know does also it have anything to do with the state bird? And on the state coat of arms, it even says like strength in in the soil. It does. Well, I mean, our soil. We're all North Dakota is all about our soil. So, right. and this does make sense. It should have a name. Okay, I have a guess. Pick a last name. A last. There, name? there's your hint. A last. You get a hint. Name. Pick a last name. <laughs> no, right. Oh um, no, it's not Johnson. Okay, I'm gonna like go with just a a common name. Oh no. Okay. Um. <laughs> but. Common names around Whatever. North Dakota. Nelson. Nelson and Hanson. The answer is Williams. Oh, oh. that's a good strong name. It Williams is, good, is the name of our the North state Dakota state soil. I didn't know the state had a soil. It's Did official. You? It's really official. Oh my gosh, that was hard. Mr. Williams. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Whew, we're not starting off very good here. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but we learned something. We did. Yeah, every day. Okay, um, here's question number two. Okay. How many acres of wheat are grown in the state of North Dakota? Average. A lot. Because you said you grow how many? Well, I grow, I, I only grow like mm, 1,500 acres of wheat. And she said only, so. Right. Oh my God. Okay, Think okay. Big. All right. 1.5 million. 1.5 million, and you said 20,000 mm-hmm. acres? The answer is 3.2 million acres. Oh my acres. Wow. <laughs> wow. Way off. I hey, Heather, you got the point. That was, that was just a good guesser. Okay. <laughs> North Dakota produces like half of the spring wheat in the whole nation. Wow. wow. I know, it's impressive. It's something to be proud of. It, it is. is. I know, right? Oh my goodness. Right. Millions. Okay, I gotta think bigger scale. <laughs> okay, and this one is also something we haven't discussed. Okay. So I know you guys are just kind of at a... We should have studied last night, Jen. handicap, <laughs> right? I'm sorry. That's all right. No, this is good. This is good. <laughs> okay, our Egyptian hullus barley. How far does it date back? The oh, heritage. It sounds old. I mean, Egyptian? No. Hmm. Like pharaoh old or... Oh, boy. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, we're saying, I said 10,000 years. Okay, well. 17 BC. Okay, it's actually almost 10,000 years. Um, 8,000 BC. <laughs> 8,000 BC? See, this is what happens. If you listen to Common Ground North Dakota <laughs> podcast, you're going to learn a lot about agriculture because I, know. I didn't know anything. I no idea. And now... Uh, I know everything. And Heather's wow, winning I get to keep the trophy. Yes. <laughs> I just really need to study. That was some good information. <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. So we have one final question, <laughs> Deanna. I'm going to move off of the subject of the trophy. We'll just set it over here. Um, what's your favorite part of being a part of North Dakota agriculture? My favorite part. Oh, my gosh. Um... There's so many things I know. that I love about it, right? Obviously, otherwise I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I really, really like the position that I'm in 
to encourage other women and young women to be involved yeah. in agriculture in the state of North Dakota. I think it's really important and we can, impl- we can play an important role um, in the farm at, in general. And there's so much happening right now right. and so much progress in farmers being more self-sustaining mm-hmm. and relying less on inputs and more on um, their knowledge, right? Yeah. And focusing on farmers being the experts in their own field, which I think is really important. So there's so much. I can't, I can't nail it. That, that was like just one well. thing. That's a good answer. That was a good answer. So, yeah. Well, we've enjoyed visiting with you and learning all yes, about thanks so much. rains and... Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah, let's go make some bread. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) I think so. So thanks for joining us today. You can listen on anywhere you listen to podcasts. And stay tuned for our next episode. Yes, thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Common Ground North Dakota podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Most importantly, send us your questions about North Dakota agriculture by visiting our website. You might win a prize. We'll see you in the next episode of the Common Ground North Dakota podcast.